Would you like to would you like to count us down? In five, four, three, two. Oh my song. <laughs> Baby, can't you see? Yeah. The viruses. Toxic. <laughs> oh my god. What? <laughs> so iconic. <laughs> I booked up a, a COVID-19 playlist on, uh, on Spotify. This is what I got. <clears throat> the first song on the playlist. <clears throat> right. Welcome to episode 52, Santa Mirror After Dark. Jeremy. I'm Steven. And, uh, Today we will be talking about the uh, 2011 uh, medical thriller, Contagion, directed by uh, Steven, Steven Soderbergh, who um, <clears throat> you may know, he, he's done films such as uh, Eleven and um, Bad Effects and Unsane. Very uh, unique director, I would say. Yes. Um... Oh, this this would be uh, this would be a fitting episode considering uh, last week I tested positive for uh, for COVID. So, so why not watch a, watch a movie that pretty much accurately predicted um, current events? <laughs> or better way to celebrate? <laughs> yeah. Um. So this episode will um, have all the trigger words that the algorithm. I will not like so um if you if you uh feel so uh inclined please uh rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to it and uh help us out with, <laughs> with fighting the algorithm because <laughs> uh, uh joe rogan is the only one that's allowed to use the uh the trigger words but um, is that why people don't want spotify anymore yeah, I guess he's because he's exclusive to Spotify, and just are like some of them were like, well, he's spreads this anti-vaccine misinformation, and I don't want to be on the same platform as that. Yeah, well, I don't like Spotify anyways, and I've always used Apple Music. 
I've used Spotify for like four years, so I uh, can't speak one way or the other about it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I use Spotify for a lot of for most of music and podcasting. But I use Spotify for the New Music Friday playlist, so I can see what came out. Yeah, I just I, I just think they're more. And then, I, and then I go to Apple Music and add it to my <laughs> library. <laughs> I just yeah, I just, I just like the way Spotify makes playlists for you and everything, and I think they're more organized. But yeah. see, I think the opposite. But I've been using Apple for ever. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, Contagion is uh, essentially a. Um, Based on a true story, if you will. Um, Based on about, a true story in the future. It, it's about um, virus that starts in. Uh, is it Hong Kong? I think it is. Mm-hmm. And um, this uh, lady, her name is Beth, is on work for business, and she travels to Hong Kong. Business and, and loser. Uh, catches catches this virus, uh, brings it back home. Um, you know, spreads it amongst people in Hong Kong. Uh, spreads it amongst people in Chicago, and uh, spreads it spreads it amongst people in her hometown, and it leads to uh, this whole global pandemic. Um, uh, I, th- I think they say it kills like twenty to thirty percent of the people that get it. <clears throat> So, mm-hmm. um, it is a lot more uh, fatal than the uh, current pandemic that we're going through, but you know, still, uh, still dangerous nonetheless. Yeah. Um, well, uh, not to ruffle any feathers through this episode, but it it's hard to like. Yeah. What are you saying? Oh, I chuckled. <laughs> oh, it, it's it's it, it's hard to to not compare it to uh, current events, and uh, to uh, yeah, um, laugh through the pain of what we've been going through the past two years. Because I I couldn't help at the end at the end of this movie, um, Matt Damon's daughter, her name's Jory, she's upset because she has to spend 144 days in quarantine. It's like if only you knew because yeah, <laughs> we're approaching like a seven hundred going through this. So, <laughs> um, yeah, um, so so yeah, what did you think of Contagion? I thought it was good. I remember when I watched it years ago. I guess I was expecting like not a zombie movie, but like something completely different. And then I watched it again in like 2020 mm. and it, it was a lot better I think because I'm, I'm older now too so I could sit through it and appreciate it more I, I, did, I didn't watch the trailer um, recently but from what I remember I think it was promoted as like this like, zombie, a, like a yeah like a, a Almost a zombie outbreak, but like World yeah. War Z. <laughs> yeah, and I remember people saying like, "Oh, it's just a movie about like 
virus and how we can develop a vaccine for it and we have to do to um you know kind of not spread it to people and things like that so it it's it's definitely not an action movie or anything like that either yeah and um i think i, I like i actually like it more for that because there's like no single hero of this movie um like even even the characters that are supposed to be uh the quote unquote heroes like uh uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character, uh, Doctor Cheever, um, he he has flaws, and he's like he gets busted for uh, sneaking his wife out of Chicago before the city goes on lockdown. Mm-hmm. So, what was the one? Yeah, he did do that. <laughs> what are you saying? Well, Kate Winslet was the hero too. <clears throat> yeah, she she's she's the hero for like the first. 50 minutes or so of the movie, and then she, uh, spoiler alert, she dies, and, um, yeah, so it's, like, there's no, like, face of this movie, like, there's no, there's no, like, Will Smith who is, like, here to save the day and (laughs) develop this vaccine, it's, like, just, um... See, at least in The Happening, we had Mark Wahlberg saving the day. Yeah, there's there's no like <laughs> like Matt Damon isn't leading a group of survivors to the promised land or anything. Um, he tried, but they didn't let him get there. <laughs> yeah, um, there's actually I, I uh, just him and his daughter. <laughs> there's actually um, Jude Law's character, Alan, is kind of like the person leading people to um, the promised land, I guess you would call it. But he's uh, He's like this insane conspiracy theory theorist nut who um he's promoting a, a fake cure for this um this virus and he doesn't believe in the vaccine when it comes out, so it's like Yeah. He he only cares about um making money off of these people that are like uh, foolishly following him because they're like, oh, uh, the government's lying to us, so let's listen to, to this guy. And at the end of the movie, they say that he does not have antibodies from this, uh, this cure that he's selling and made over $4 million from this. I'm surprised people didn't do that or at home vaccines in real life they actually did um i think alex jones was selling something Mm. and there were a few things um fortunately most of the public is smart enough to realize if someone is trying to sell you a cure that it probably doesn't work (laughs) yeah and and they're just just trying to make money for it but uh but yeah that, that definitely did happen where people were like oh we have this this uh Essential oils or this uh, this serum that you can buy for three easy payments of nineteen ninety nine. Call this number. <laughs> I missed that one. Um, yeah, it's like it, it definitely did happen in real life, but um, I don't think people reach the amount of success that Alan in this movie makes because he's yeah. 
He's like trying from the beginning of the movie to sell a story and make money off of it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it it's um it's a very good movie, and it's like strange because it was in it was released in two thousand eleven, and it like most accurately predicted a lot of the things that we go through now. You know? Yeah. Um, it's like a more exaggerated version, but still, it's yeah, pretty. It's, yeah, it's like if the if if COVID was like a lot more um, brutal. Deadly. Yeah, I guess I don't want to say it's not deadly, but you know, um, yeah, it's like a uh, it's like the more mature version of Don't Look Up, where it's like, <laughs> but it was made in the past somehow about future events but it's like yeah like the current events if they were just exaggerated to an extreme mm -hmm. um so it uh did you get confused by the the cast of characters uh, by, by confused i mean like i had a hard time keeping up with like their names so, yeah like a lot of the times i just like in my notes, I just wrote like Kate Winslet does this, or like Brian Cranston is doing this. I wrote Walter White's on the case now, and Joe Grizzly works for the CDC. But that's not Joe Grizzly, is it? I think so. No, that's Lawrence Fishburne. It's not Joe Grizzly. <laughs> Which one's Joe Grizzly then? Um. Oh God, what's his name? He's the guy from Dawn of the Dead. Well, he reminds me of him. Um, but I'm going to look up his name because it's going to drive me crazy if I don't. Uh, Ken Forey is his name. I see, they could be twins. Or <laughs> not. Because <laughs> he reminded me of him, so I was like, I'm just going to call him Joe Grizzly. <laughs> but, um... It's not the uh, the only members of this cast that you uh, yeah you mixed up with other people. Would you like to explain that as well? Because I thought I thought for years Mar Mark Wahlberg was in the movie, <laughs> but turns out it was Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Um, Matt Damon took Contagion, and Mark Wahlberg took The Happening. I guess three years prior. But, um, hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could very well see Mark Wahlberg in in this role, but and Joe Grizzly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we can start going through this plot and give our thoughts as as we go along. Um. Yeah. So we the the movie starts off at day two. So, um, uh, it's revealed at the end, like what happened on day one. Um, uh huh. We meet um, Beth, who is played by Gwyneth uh, Paltrow. Um, so she's at an airport, and we find out that she's uh, on the phone with a guy named John. Who uh, so so right away our uh, our main characters are flawed to the extreme. Um, yeah. So so like going into this movie, if you know it's a, a virus movie does this cool thing where 
like anchors on objects. Like um the the credit card machine or whatever. Um I'll like follow Beth's hand and like she'll hand her credit card to the, the bartender and then they'll show the bartender walking to the credit card machine and they'll linger on that. Mm-hmm. To, to kind of show like the, the virus moving without obviously you can't see it, but But it's there. Yeah, but you know this thing is moving. And <laughs> Yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, I like that too. I actually do it a lot in this movie. And I like the I, music every time it does it too. Yeah. Um I didn't even realize that I did it so many times, but like like they do it so casually that it'll be just like in a scene and then like uh like there's a scene later on, for example, where going through the videotapes of what Beth is doing. And while they're watching the videotapes, they show like um forget who it is, but they show the, the lady like grab the tape, touch the remote, touch the TV. And, like they show mm-hmm. her close. Um I just thought that was a really cool touch. Um Yeah. Uh Steven Soderbergh's a, a unique director in that sense. Like I, I think he was probably the perfect uh the perfect director to do something like this. Cause like the like someone else could have very well not done it as subtly and it could have been done badly. <clears throat> but um I thought he was perfect for this. I also noticed uh, the movie's very yellow. Yeah, it is. Um Yeah, the the posters <laughs> the posters are even yellow. Yeah. Um the, the posters are garbage, but <laughs> it's just like a bunch of like <laughs> clips from the movie of like in distress, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just thrown together, but um, it does have like a weird yellowish color palette. Um, yeah, so after um, after Beth leaves, there's like a montage of um, like different people feeling sick, and it shows the virus going through like different um. Like different countries, the people that came into contact with Beth like, went to uh, like Hong Kong. Uh, she went to Chicago. Um, forget some of the other cities around the, the world that they show. But you know, I thought that this movie was the one that showed it like bouncing around on the map, but that was actually Planet Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the flu from Planet of the Apes. Because I was expecting to see that and I was like, oh wait, that's not this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that would have been a, a nice touch, but um I, I think they did it better because it just moves in silence and it's like Yeah. Just so they'll just show a place and you just gotta assume that it's there. And it it also shows like the population numbers where it's like Hong Kong has like 86 million people or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a nice touch too, where it's like, oh, so this person is arriving home to arriving home sick to 86 million people. Yeah. 
Um, there, there was a scene where it kind of gets over the top. I thought it was strange where they almost tease that it's kind of a, a zombie movie because the guy gets like woozy and just walks in oncoming traffic and gets run over oh, by, yeah. by a truck. And I'm not sure if they did it, but they could have easily put that in the trailer and teased it as a zombie movie. Yeah. Um, and then there's the scenes later on where people are like hiding in the streets and stuff, and you could have put that in a trailer and teased it <laughs> as a zombie movie. So, <clears throat> so we're at day three where we meet uh, Dr. Cheever, who's played by Lawrence Fishburne. Um, <laughs> he work he works at the CDC. He's not Joe Grizzly from Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> he reminds um, me of him. Uh, we kind of go through the the main cast of characters that we'll be following through the rest of the movie. Yeah, um, Alan is a, a conspiracy theorist, and he's talking to I think he's talking to Lorraine, who is uh uh she she works for the uh, the the news. She, she's a journalist. What I'm trying to say. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, he's talking about the um, the incident in Hong Kong where a guy collapsed on on the bus, and he's kind of running with these conspiracy theories that like no one tried to help him, and they refused to do an autopsy on the body, and he thinks that they were they were poisoning citizens with mercury in the fish. Yeah, the video thing said, is it in the water supply? Yeah, and he's like running away with this theory that it's mercury in the fish. Um, and like she wants nothing to do with her story because she's smart. She's like, we only publish, we publish fake news, we publish. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the one thing this movie's missing is like a Donald Trump esque president. <laughs> Yeah, at least we had that and don't look up. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't think the president is even seen in this movie. I just think that they say that he's been moved to an underground bunker. Yeah, they mentioned how he was in an undisclosed location or something. It is pretty accurate to what would happen because, you know, it doesn't matter who the president is. They're, they only care about themselves, so. Yeah going to be out of there as soon as possible. And um, we meet Mitch, who is uh, the husband of Beth. Um, he picks oh. up his, his son Clark from school because he's sick. They're like, oh, he just has a fever and a cold. So he picks him up from school, and when they leave, it lingers on the door that they use to open. You notice that too? Yeah. Um, it it just shows the doorknob that they used to leave the building. I thought that was a cool touch. And then uh, we jump to day four. Um, I tried to take notes as much as possible with the days, so might be a little yeah, bit. I tried, but I messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there a point. There's a point where these days just keep moving fast to even kind of pay attention to it. 
So, or day four, um, Beth's at home and she's getting worse. She like just has a seizure on the kitchen floor. Um, and son Clark calls nine one one, and then they show show Beth in the hospital, and she's like having another seizure, and they're like asking him like she on drugs or she's sick or anything like that. Mm. And starts having another seizure. Then it, it just cuts to uh, Mitch in the hallway talking to the doctor, and the doctor's like, "We're sorry, but your wife didn't make it." And it's like it's like heartbreaking because he like can't accept it. Yeah, it just, it it doesn't hit him that his wife just died. So he's like, um, I think he asked if he could if he could go talk to her. Yeah, and or like it's like it didn't register. Yeah, so it's also crazy because doctor literally just tells him like, don't we don't even know what happened. She just had a seizure and died, and there's really nothing he could do about it. Um, that it wasn't measles and it wasn't H1N1 and they just... And it wasn't a bug bite because it's winter. Yeah, they they just pretty much don't know what happened to her. Um, so, Mitch gets a ride home from the hospital, I'm assuming by one of like the grief counselors or whatever. Um, <clears throat> and then he's on his way home, he gets a call from the babysitter who was watching his son and uh, we find out that his son also died so like this whatever Beth has kills people and it, it kills them like fairly quickly because yeah we're only at day four and both of them already died so we cut to day five um is it Dr. Or- Ortandis is that how you say it Dr. O. <laughs> <laughs> so so she's in Switzerland. Um she is played by Turn it up real quick. I cannot find her on IMDB. So it's not important. Uh Mary Marion uh Yeah, so <laughs> Marion C. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dr. O is uh, in Switzerland talking to the World Health Organization. Um, they, like, started, um, like, I, I guess it's become, like, a, uh, like, to the point where it's alarming that these people are just randomly dying from having seizures and everything. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so the world's already more prepared than we were for, for COVID. Um, yeah. So they're kind of I... getting this thing quick. Instead of like just, you know, seeing for the go way out. So, <laughs> I'll never forget. It was like March twenty fifth or something. And Donald Trump was like, "This thing's gonna be gone by Easter, and it's gonna be <laughs> a mar- it's gonna be a miracle." And <laughs> I remember that. And it's like, yeah, that uh, that did not happen that way. 
if only. <laughs> He's like, we're gonna, we're gonna pack the churches and we're gonna worship, worship Christ, and it's gonna be a miracle. And uh, yeah, that didn't happen. So, <laughs> so um, Tortandis is talking about like, uh, talking about like different clusters throughout the world, and um, we get like a montage of these different people there are a bunch of montages in this movie about like current events like how they're going like mm-hmm. a bunch of different bad. um a bunch of different laboratories and stuff too yeah um yeah so they're they, like they they find a woman dead on a bus and then we find out that the guy that beth was having an affair with was wheeled out on a stretcher so he's uh pretty much on his his deathbed too yeah. Um, so everybody's just sick. Oh, let me ask you. Around her. Let me ask you if, if you got this. Uh, if you understood this better than I did. So, they're doing the autopsy on Beth's body, and they they like cut open her head. Mm-hmm. And they find something in her head. Did Did you ever find out what that was? No. Okay, <laughs> I didn't oh, either. All I remember was they told he was like, "Should I take a sample?" And then he was like, "Actually, I want you to step away from the table." Yeah, and I, then I he's don't... like, "Call everyone." <laughs> like, first of all, who's everyone? Yeah, like <laughs> I, I don't know if I just missed where where this plot went, or, or if it just didn't go anywhere. Like, but... you expect like an alien egg sac <laughs> to be in there or something? Yeah, like I. Like for some reason I didn't catch that the fir- the like, the first couple times I watched this because this was the third time I seen it, and I was like, yeah. where did, where did this even go? Because just like what went on I in think... her? Yeah, it went it went nowhere. Unless we just totally missed it, but I don't. Like, I don't think there's any resolution on like where this goes. Mm-mm. So. We jump to day six. Uh, Dr. Aaron Mears, played by Kate Winslet, who uh, is, is our hero for like half the movie. Um, she's sent to Minnesota to kind of investigate and contain the virus. Um, now, it, it is strange that they don't really take precautions. Like, you don't really see masks. And I think it takes a while for them to get to the part where they're like, we have to um, like social distance and wash our hands and things. Mm-hmm. So they are a little bit behind. I feel like they maybe should have taken better precautions than they did. <laughs> um, still doing better than we're doing, but yeah. Um, and then we find out that. Um. Mitch is under quarantine, so like anyone who was exposed to the sickness has to be isolated for a few days until they find out if you're sick or not. Um, we find out that he had a daughter in a previous marriage named Jory. The Jory. Add that to the list of messed up names in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so so 
Jory says that she should have been there when when Clark died, and he's like, "No, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you weren't there because you could have died too." Which um, we find out that Jory later on takes every precaution to make sure that she does die because <laughs> she invites her boyfriend into the house. Yeah, and she actually sneaks out of the house with him. And the snow angels. Yeah. Um. Uh. Kate Winslet is giving like a, a briefing about the virus. Um, she does the like she gives a speech about how uh, people touch their face uh, two to three thousand times a day, uh-huh. which, which I was quite alarmed by. But it's like yeah, her speech was cut off. The one good quote that she was saying. Um, what was that? Do you remember? There's something about how. A plastic shark in a movie is enough to get people out of the water, but a warning label on a pack of cigarettes, and then the annoying lady in the meeting cut her off. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a Karen in this group who's... And she was it, and it was a very realistic quote that should have been finished. <laughs> yeah. Um... I, I mean, it is true because people smoke cigarettes, but like they want to jaws, afraid. and they're afraid to go in the ocean. If you want to jaws, you're not going to go in the ocean. But <laughs> you find out cigarettes cause cancer. No one cares. <laughs> yeah. Um. They do like they go over the math to find out um how many people you can get you can infect. Um. I think they the math so far says that one infected person gets four to six people infected um they uh-huh. compare it they compare it to like the flu which if you have the flu you're likely to get one person infected so it's like you know four to six times as contagious as the flu yeah Ugh. Um, i already had, had that <laughs> <laughs> so was this the part of the movie where they were talking about the boxes too? Um, I think so. Um, yeah, go ahead. Do you remember when in real life they're talking about how the Amazon boxes are unsafe? Uh, kinda, yeah. I was like, I'll shout out to that because <laughs> they were yeah. talking about how the virus doesn't live on boxes that long. Yeah, um, there's, um, I'm surprised there's no, like, uh, like, 5G, um, theory. <laughs> I think maybe it was too soon. I think it was. The movie was made in, like, 2014. Or 15, and maybe we would have gotten it. Yeah, they would have said that cell phones are causing, are yeah. causing the virus. Um, Something interesting that I, I found out in this movie is that it put into perspective how long Twitter has been around. Because uh-huh. like they casually mention Twitter as if it's a normal thing, and for some reason I always get the vibe that like Twitter took off like five years ago. And I, I know very <laughs> well that it I know very well that it didn't because like in this movie everyone has a Twitter account. And this was yeah. this was eleven years ago. I know I had I had Twitter on my slide phone. 
Mm-hmm. And that was like 2010. <clears throat> yeah, my, my Twitter account was made in uh, 2009. And... I think I lost my original account. Or I deleted it, and I moved it to the one that I have now. Uh, speaking of Twitter, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Tantamira uh, <laughs> AD Pod, where we uh, not spread misinformation about a virus. We just post about movies and stuff. So, mm-hmm. so follow us there. <laughs> so, um, there's a scene where Alan is kind of harassing uh, Doctor Sussman, who is uh, awfully sus. Doctor um, Sus. <laughs> yeah. So so. Um, Alan, who is a conspiracy nut, seems to think that the virus is like a biological weapon that other countries are using to infect us, because I mean, it, it he does have a point, because it's kind of like the only like the only thing people haven't done to bring harm to other people. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they try to shut down that theory of, uh, this being like a man-made biological weapon. Yeah. Um, we cut to day seven, and uh, Dr. Cheever is at the CDC. Uh, he meets with uh, Lyle Haggerty, who's played by uh, Brian Cranston, who was in the uh, midst of uh, his uh, Breaking Bad run while this movie mm-hmm. was made. So they had to throw him in there. Yeah. Um, they actually approached this as like or i'm sorry they're approached because people think that this is a terrorist attack hmm. and like like how do you feel about like viruses being used as a terrorist attack they, i think they say everything terrorist attack and like everything i couldn't see them doing that because wouldn't it go everywhere like the whole world yeah, it's just like too reckless. Yeah, because, like, like something goes wrong and you infect yourself. <laughs> yeah, like if you, I don't want to get this. <laughs> I don't want to get this this podcast flagged and have legal intervention. But I just don't see them doing that. Like, so, so Al Qaeda carried out nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Like. Al Qaeda knew that 9/11 was going to stay in New York and DC and whatever. Like they knew it was going to stay in America. Yeah, they had they their targeted spots. Yeah, they, like obviously this wasn't going to fly back to them, and airplane wasn't going to attack their compound. I mean, eventually they got attacked, but yeah, not by themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. So I I just think using a virus as a means of a, a terrorist attack would be a very irresponsible thing to do because it could easily go to your own people. Mm-hmm. That's but like when, if that's like using Godzilla as a weapon and stuff, and <laughs> that movie Overlord. Oh yeah, it always goes against you too, because obviously yeah. you, you're not going to control a giant dinosaur. Or yeah. you're not gonna be able to control this zombieish virus. 
Yeah, and it, like in Jurassic World when they tried to, <laughs> to oh. use use, ra- <laughs> use raptors as a means of war. Yeah. Like it's it's <laughs> not it's not gonna work. You're gonna get your own people <laughs> your own people eaten out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um yeah, a, a virus is not a good way, like a good means of of war. So, and, and anyway. I know Godzilla's not a dinosaur. I was just, <laughs> I, I didn't even notice you said that. But also, not an Overlord, by the way. Huh? He's also not in the movie Overlord, by the way. No. Those are two separate examples. Yeah. So. So anyway, uh, they're they're being briefed about how it's a terrorist attack, and they're like, "Don't you think that we could get birds to carry this?" And uh, Doctor Cheever has this this cool line where he's like, um, "Like b- birds already carry the bird flu, so why would they? Like, wh- why would they be used to carry whatever this virus is?" Yeah. So. So we get another montage. Um, schools are starting to shut down. Um, it only took a week. Yeah. yeah it's very quick. Um, uh, Aaron, Aaron Mears, who's Kate Winslet, goes to, uh, she goes to Beth's job to talk to like anyone that she might have had contact with after she came back. Um. So somehow everyone is clear because like none of them are showing symptoms or anything, um, except for except for this one guy who's on a bus. Oh, Aaron, was that yeah. his name? What was his name? I think it was because there's there's Aaron who's Kate Winslet, and then there's Aaron who is one of these guys who gets sick, <laughs> and it's like it was very dramatic because he was on the bus. Mm-hmm. And he's like coughing and everything and touching everything. And they're <laughs> like, get off of the bus immediately. <laughs> and they're calling him and giving him instructions. Yeah, it's like, don't touch anything. And then on his way out of the bus, he proceeds to touch everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they send someone to him to pick him up. <laughs> that was very yeah. dramatic. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> get out of the bus and we'll find you. <laughs> and he, he like gets out and just starts like, Coughing maniacally. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously he got everyone on that bus infected because there's no way yeah. that no way that he contained that. Um. Uh, so M- Mitch is being questioned about his wife. Um, and oh, the scene too. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not it's not Aaron who's interviewing him, is it? No. Just because it looks like her, because she's wearing a mask and everything, but I think that uh-huh. she's just someone who looks like Kate Winslet. Um, yeah, she, uh, That's funny. He asked if Beth knew anyone from. She asked if Beth knew anyone from Chicago, and he mentioned that John Neal, yeah, was with her before they got married. Hmm. And then he asks, is somebody in Chicago sick? And then the doctor just stares at him. <laughs> yeah, it's like with, one of those... The, the eye emoji. <laughs> yeah. 
because he dropped the name of the one person in Chicago that got sick. Yeah. Um, which, this is a very, like, out-of-the-way means of, of cheating. Because <clears throat> they live in, like, Minnesota. <laughs> and she's in Chicago cheating on her on her husband. Yeah. And it's like, it's like you can't find anyone, like, in your hometown. You have to those states away. Apparently. <laughs> um, it's also fu- it's also funny because because Matt Damon is like uh, he like accuses uh, John Neal of getting them sick when it was the opposite. He's like, did we get this from him? No, and really, really, it was the opposite because Beth yeah, he got it from her. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Once again, Cheever is uh, being briefed about the virus because th- there's a lot of briefing and explaining things that are going on. Um, which, like, I mean, I guess that's probably the best way of doing it. Like, you just have to okay. sit, pe- sit people down and explain the plot to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so he's being briefed on the virus. They find out that there's traces of uh, bat and pig in the virus the wrong bat met up with the wrong pig <laughs> yeah pretty much um yeah it the way they do this is for people who are smarter than i am so i i'm i can't even begin to explain this type of yeah. science to anyone who's listening basically <laughs> the, i said like the virus latched onto the host and took over like took take over their body completely and the body doesn't know how to fight it. Yeah, and it's like they... I think they add, like, DNA of different yeah. animals and things to see how it reacts to it, and that's how they find out that there's virus... Or there's, a there's like, a, a bat and a pig in there. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's how they do it. I don't know. Are people well, smarter... This... <laughs> what were we saying? This is when they wanted to shut down the one lab... Because mm-hmm. it only needs to be worked on by government officials now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the one they, guy does not want to destroy his samples. Yeah, uh, Doctor Sussman. Yeah, Doctor Suss. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to destroy. Um, like I, I don't know because I think we will need all the help we could get. It's it's tricky because it could like things could go wrong if you're working on it. So I could see why they want to keep it just contained in one in one spot. Yeah. But um, yeah, this is what I mean about how like this movie. There's not one hero in this movie. It's a bunch of different people. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, um, like Doctor Sussman and his daughter are the ones who actually like get the vaccine. But, um, like, the government is also kind of working on it, so, like, Dr. Cheever is, like, one of the heroes, and then, like, Kate Winslet's one of the heroes, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so on, uh, on day eight, um, 80,000 people are now infected. Um, they do, like, a, an interview, and... They're like, do you want, like, are you overreacting to this? And uh, Cheever tells the public that he'd rather overreact 
and underreact. Um, which, I mean, that's how I've always felt about this virus that we're mm-hmm. going through in real life, because like people are saying masks don't work. Or like masks don't work 100%. Yeah. But I've always... Might as well wear it. Just yeah, in case. Yeah, because it's like I'd I'd rather wear a mask and be cautious than just not wear one. Yeah, but yeah. So Doctor Schieffer has like the right mindset to kind of overreact to the virus than to just not do enough. Um, they're also making uh, zero progress on getting a vaccine for this, so we're off to a, a good start. <laughs> Um, uh, Dr. Uh, At least it's only day eight. Yeah. Uh, so Dr. O goes to uh, Hong Kong. Uh, she's sent to kind of track Beth's moves, figure out, like, is she infected or, like, where this virus could have went. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- they kind of come to the conclusion that Beth is patient zero. She's the first... A human to have died from this, and it seems like everyone that she came into contact also got it. Yeah, thanks a lot, Beth. <laughs> what did you get for cheating on your husband? Spread a spread a virus across the country. <laughs> um. So, uh, Doctor Sussman refuses to destroy his vaccine or uh, the virus, and uh, continues to work testing on it. Yeah. Um, he he actually is on the right path of getting a vaccine, so I don't know why they would tell him to destroy it. Because Dr. Cheever literally comes out and says, like, we, we've made no progress on getting a vaccine. But the guy who is making progress has to destroy, has to destroy his research. Yeah, and that doesn't make sense to me either. <laughs> um... And the 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 cool thing is that uh, Doctor Sussman he just wants credit for this and like not money. Yeah, um, he just wants to, like, I guess, have his name on the vaccine so he can get like his Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> and he doesn't he doesn't want <laughs> he doesn't want any of the money that they're making from this. I want, um, <laughs> yeah, a small profit and. The prize. <laughs> I mean, there's probably probably different means of money that you can make after this. Yeah. Like there'll be movies and books made about you, and there you go. So, uh, Alan is kind of still running away with his conspiracy theories. Um, we find out that Mitch is apparently immune, but his daughter might not be, and. Really <laughs> yeah, they, they don't really explain how people are immune to this. Like, even even later on when he's vaccinated and he has that bracelet, mm-hmm. they, they don't really clarify whether he's vaccinated or if he's clear because he's immune. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess he's immune and... I guess no one else in the movie really is because they don't really <laughs> don't really say anybody else is immune. It's a Matt Damon thing. 
<laughs> um, and while uh, while all that is happening, um, Aaron is uh, working on setting up like makeshift hospitals in inside these stadiums. Which um, I don't know if this happened. If it if it didn't happen, I'm surprised it didn't. But um, I, I I feel like. I feel like at some point they either had makeshift hospitals in buildings in, in like our world mm -hmm. or we were pretty close to doing it because. Yeah, yeah. I'm a hundred percent sure. I think they did. It, it sounds like they did. Um, it might have just not been as intense as it was in the movie. There's also this, um, it's like, I guess it's realistic of like people funding these makeshift hospitals ask Aaron like how are we how how are we gonna fund this? Like are you paying for it or are we paying for it? So it's like yeah. at the end of the end of the day all some companies care about is like how much money they make or how much money they could save. Yeah. I'm like, well you're paying for it now after that comment. <laughs> <laughs> so so that they find out that um Beth did come into contact with uh, with that guy who passed out on the bus in Hong Kong. So, um, like, this, this is the part where they realized, like, Beth is the one that started this and, like, indirectly infected millions of people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, day 14, this is where me and you were laughing at the IMDB description. Because... <laughs> Because Aaron wakes up. Oh. <laughs> Aaron wakes up and she's sick. Um, would you like to read that that IMDb? Yeah. Description. Doctor Mears wakes up in her hotel room coughing. She goes into the bathroom and takes her temperature, praying to God that she is not infected, <laughs> but all of her symptoms point to it. <laughs> it's. So dramatic. It, like, they don't show her praying to God. <laughs> no. And then at the, at the end, when she, after she calls Cheever, it says, they hang up and Cheever is stunned that Mears is infected. He sent her there so he feels responsible. Mm -hmm. I mean, he does say that later on in the movie, but there was no indication at this point that he blamed himself. I think he was just upset. Yeah. Um... Yeah, some of these IMDb things just add their own <laughs> touch. Just need to chill out a little bit. Um, I, I I was telling you this yesterday, but I found it um, when when we did our episode on the Amazing Spider-Man two, um, like a year ago, year and a half ago. Um, whoever wrote the plot description on on IMDb for that, you could tell they were a huge fan of Spider-Man. And this movie. <laughs> um, oh yeah, when they pinpointed out the exact issue that a scene takes place in. Yeah. Um, I can't find that part, but this the one I did find off, uh, like just going through this real quick, is uh, the web line catches, but the impact snaps her neck, killing her instantly. The pose mimics the comic book perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Peter gently cradles her lifeless body, pleading for her to stay with him. Yeah, it's like... Mm. <laughs> um, I was listening to this episode... But, uh, of... novel. Huh? <laughs> What'd you say? That sounds like it's right out of a novel. I know. Um, I was listening to this this one podcast I listened to called We Hate Movies. Um, mm-hmm. What this one guy does on there, he, <laughs> he uses his work computer and he prints out the whole IMDb trivia page. And they were doing uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And he said there were like <laughs> like 99 pages of trivia for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom that were submitted by fans. <laughs> and it's like, we need to chill out a little bit about like what we consider <laughs> what we consider to be trivia and what like people just think, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially with that movie. <laughs> I like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is not that good of a movie for you to, for you guys to be making. 300 points of trivia for it. I'm um, so annoyed with that. Trying to pull it up real quick. Um, doesn't have the number, but but I'm trying to scroll through the trivia of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and my phone is lagging. So that's how much... <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how much trivia tri- people have posted. Yeah. Um, it's just like stupid stuff. Like, um, the one hiding in the elevator screams, attracting the Indoraptor. Instead, the dinosaur is attracted to the ding of the elevator. Was that trivia? When Eversol enters the security, uh, whatever. Yeah, like, why is that in there? Isn't that just what happens? Yeah, that, that's not trivia. That's the plot. <laughs> <laughs> delete the whole website and start from scratch. <laughs> so, or delete that movie from the website. Delete that movie from existence. Yeah, that too. So anyway, uh, we see some more uh, security footage of Beth in uh, the Hong Kong casino. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, what happens is that uh, she leaves her phone at the bar and a woman picks it up and hands it to her. So, like, that shows the virus going from point A oh, to point yeah, B. Oh, yeah, it was that model that died. Oh, yeah, the one that was... Yeah, she was. She died in London. Yeah. Um, and then she sat at a table and had drinks with uh, with some people. So, they're sick. Um, they show one of the, the waiters picking up their glasses, and um, and they show that that guy died later on. So it it does show like how she indirectly uh, infected these people. Yeah, um, I think the guy in the bus was like rolling a dice, and she blew on the dice for him. Mm-hmm. I think that's how he got infected. So. Yeah, it just it just shows how she directly infected these people. Just just kind of by doing like normal everyday things, like forgetting your phone at a table. Yeah. 
Um, oh yeah, you forgot about the funeral home scene that I thought was kind of um, depressing. Yeah, because yeah, they're not accepting bodies of anybody that was sick, and like the only thing they can do is like cremate. Yeah, but the mother, Beth's mom, doesn't want them to be cremated because she had this whole plan for the whole family to be buried together. Which interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, she tells Mitch that he has to forgive her, <laughs> and she did love him even though she cheated and made mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um. Now it was. It's kind of the opposite from what I experienced because we went to a funeral uh, sometime last month from someone who died of COVID. Mm-hmm. And and what what they did was they had the funeral and they um like you were just asked to view the body and leave. Yeah. Um but I overheard one of the funeral directors discussing um how the um like because I guess the the Ohio government was kind of um encouraging people to not have funerals. Mm-hmm. And the people who work for the funeral home were like, well, it's not, um, as Mike DeWine, the governor of Ohio, it's not, it wasn't his family. So that's why he's saying it. So, yeah. So it, like I had a kind of the opposite experience where the people who've run the funeral homes like, are encouraging people to have funerals. Mm-hmm. But I do remember when this happened, like when COVID first was a thing and we got locked down like people weren't having funerals or anything yeah they had the bodies all locked up for like months mm-hmm. um yeah so like yeah it, it's it, it's bizarre how like accurately this movie predicted like current yeah. events. <clears throat> so um you see Dr. O, and she's working with uh, this man named uh, Sun Fang, who is... Um... Oh yeah, her storyline took a twist. <laughs> when I was watching this movie, th- this was when I texted you, and I was like, I'm surprised we didn't reach this level of craziness. <laughs> um, yeah, he, uh, Sun Fang mentions that his, his mother died from this virus. And... They're like driving her back to the airport or something, and then a bunch of people just kidnap her and throw her in a van. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's um, held for ransom so their village can get the vaccine first. Yeah. Um, we, we find out that the plan kind of works later on. We'll get there, yeah. but, <laughs> but but yeah, I'm surprised like no government officials were, um were taken hostage because of, because of this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, speaking of IMDb trivia, uh, this is kind of off topic from the part we're at in the movie because we're kind of backtracking <laughs> a little bit, but um, I'm looking at the trivia for this movie and um, it's saying how uh, how popular this movie got in 2020 because I guess um, 
it was uh was second place as the most popular movies on IMDb mm-hmm. in uh, like early 2020 besides the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> I don't know what Harry Potter was doing in early 2020. People, people were just streaming it in quarantine, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Everything else was getting delayed. It says on March on March 27th, 2020, the cast of Contagion released a public service announcement on the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh yeah, I remember um, that. I, I totally forgot about that. Like as I saw that, I remembered it. But uh-huh. I forgot about it. Um so yeah, uh Dr. O's locked up or, or held for ransom because uh, Sun Fang wants his village to get the vaccine. Um pretty much all they have are like children now at this point, a, a few adults. So they're trying to yeah. save who they have. Um we cut to uh uh, Cheever, and he's trying to get um, get Aaron back home. They grounded all the planes. Um, uh, Brian Cranston gives him like a heads up that they're going to quarantine Chicago, but it's going to start a public panic. Yeah. So they like don't want this to leak out because like. You know, oh yeah. This is when the president was moved underground <laughs> and all that. Yeah. Um, shut down. Yeah. Uh, Chicago's about to go under quarantine. Um, you've seen how people react to quarantine with the toilet paper and everything. So, yeah. Um, so I think that, I think they say that they're trying to I forget the exact words they use, but pretty much they don't want anything to leak out until the entire thing could come out. So, uh, Dr. Cheever managed, manages to uh, tell his wife to get out, get out of Chicago before it shuts down. Yeah. And the janitor overhears him warning her. And it's, um, yeah, it's like, it's neat that, like, the heroes of the movie are all, like, Corrupt. Yeah, they're like looking, <laughs> they're looking out for themselves. Yeah. <clears throat> and the janitor tells him, like, you're not the only one with loved ones. Um, so we find out that Alan is sick and he's vlogging about his, uh, like, at home remedy to combat this virus. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I think he just had a cold. <laughs> Yeah, either that or he's faking it because he says yeah. he says if I'm here tomorrow, then this worked. So, so day Four eighteen, seasons. yeah. So day it's eighteen, day eighteen. Um, Alan has survived, and uh, now people are <laughs> are trying to uh, get his uh, get his cure. Um. Mm-hmm trying to look up um i was trying to look up about what uh alex jones was trying to tell people to um to buy um there's so many stuff for it hard to buy (laughs) 
InfoWars founder is one of many opportunists trying to profit off the global health crisis. Uh, it's called Super Silver. Um, just skimming through it real quick, but um, it says this stuff kills the whole SARS Corona family at point blank range. Point blank range. Um, I guess it came in a toothpaste. <laughs> so oh. anyway. <laughs> oh, the stores are being overrun by uh because people are trying to get Alan's cure. Um there's a scene where Mitch is like encounters a sick person who like coughs in his face. <laughs> and then he grabs his daughter to try to leave. Oh um, yeah. And this is the part where it gets a bit dramatic too. Where they're trying to leave the state. Yeah, that. Um, what else? Oh, they were looting the pharmacy, setting the wine store on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to leave the state, and I guess all the borders are shut down, so like you're stuck in your home state now. Um, th- so. There's a few scenes in this movie where Alan is just walking through the streets and like the city hasn't picked up trash so the, like the streets are just cluttered with garbage and everything. Yeah. Um Alan finds Lorraine just sitting on like the her steps and we find out that she's pregnant and she's like trying to get this cure that Alan is selling um, no one has it, so he he promises her that she, that he'll be back with it, and ASAP. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because uh, eventually she dies, mm-hmm. but we don't know if he came back with this cure and it didn't work, or if he just never came back. Um, I don't know. So. We see Aaron in one of these like hospital beds with all these sick people and she she like drops her coat and is like too weak to pick it up and then it just like cuts to her dead body so our hero of the movie is now dead um there's this there's this part where they're digging like mass grave sites for these bodies now because yeah, it's just, it's just way too much to have to like plan funerals and bury them in cemeteries. Um, and they say that they don't even have body bags. Yeah, they ran out of body bags. They're trying to get them from Canada, but um, Canada's like waiting to see how it goes up there before they get rid of all their body bags. Um, that's crazy. <laughs> so. Uh, Dr. Cheever is being interviewed on, uh, like, this talk show or whatever. And Alan is also a guest on this TV show, which is, like... You know, See it from Fox. <laughs> it's, it's, like, a it's like a bad idea to do this, because... Yeah. Especially when you get, like, CDC talking to, like, these conspiracy nuts, because the conspiracy nuts are always on the attack... Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy for the people who work for the CDC to get kind of overwhelmed and just yeah. just look like an idiot. 
Um, yeah, so it, it's one of the best scenes in the movie where they're kind of going back and forth. Um, uh, Alan kind of accuses Cheever of just lying to the public, and then Cheever is like, well, you're selling a, a cure that doesn't work, that hasn't been tested. Um, yeah. Yes, uh, Cheever has this cool line that I'm paraphrasing, but he says... Something like to get the virus, you have to come in contact with a person, but to spread fear, you just have to read read a tweet. Yeah, um, it's kind of the opposite of the position we're in because people accuse the the CDC of spreading fear instead of yeah. the conspiracy nuts. So the movie kind of looks at it in the opposite way that society's looking at it nowadays. Um, uh, they they also say that this drug that Alan is apparently saying works is not listed on the CDC website because uh, they're not sure if it works. So they're not like telling the public that this could work. So uh, we cut to day day twenty one, and uh, now there's a new strain of this virus. That is apparently more deadly than the last one. And I guess without a vaccine, one in uh, 12 pers- one in twelve people will uh, get the virus. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a montage of how of the like the state the world's in now, and it's just like total chaos. Um, yeah, no, they were testing monkeys, but none none of the vaccines worked yeah um there's like posters of alan on like the walls of buildings now (laughs) yeah and like some like it's a play on the word profit because some people think he's a prophet and some people think he's in it for a profit so i thought that was kind of (laughs) neat yeah underneath his his picture some of them say profit and then others say profit so Profit versus profit. Yeah. Um. So we cut to day twenty-six. Mitch is at the at like a food handout with Jory because people can't go grocery shopping now. So the military is like trying to hand out meals to people. And meals on wheels. And they uh, they run out of food. So. will decide to riot because now there's no food. Um, they're like overrunning a military truck. Um, yeah, it it's just like total, a total disaster. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, this is when the um when he goes home at night, he hears the gunshots in his neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. Because they were robbed. And then when he calls nine one one, he gets that automated message. Yeah, so like nine one one doesn't even exist anymore. Um, if you are infected, call this number. If you're reporting a death, <laughs> do this. Yeah, and and this is only day twenty six. Yeah. So it's like we're just like. <laughs> Screwed if we're like less than a month in, and this is how the world is. Yeah. So, 
uh, day 29, um, Mitch breaks into his neighbor's house because, like, they're not home. Um, he steals a gun to, like, protect himself because people are just breaking into people's houses now and doing whatever they want. Um, when he comes back to the house, his daughter Jory is just gone. Oh, yeah, that's when him, him, her and Andrew were making snow angels. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he, uh, her boyfriend, <laughs> her boyfriend Andrew, like, jumps on top of it, on top of her, and then bitch shows up and pulls him off and is like... <laughs> and yeah, it's funny because he has a gun, so it just looks yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't look good. Um... So at the CDC, um, they tell Fever that they're still months away from a vaccine and nothing's working. Um, like the virus is just not, um, or like the, the vaccine's not working on anything. Like the monkeys aren't showing any signs of improvement or anything. Um, there's this <laughs> vaccine so, number 57 what was the, the good the, one. Before that, they they ask Cheever. They're like, Homeland Security wants to put the vaccine in in water, like fluoride. That's something we could do. <laughs> and they're and he's just like <laughs> fed up with it because that's not how vaccines work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so um, Doctor Sussman, I think it's his daughter, right? I think so. Um. She's yeah, like you said, she's the one who finds out that vaccine number fifty-seven works, and the monkey has shown the monkey's that. healthy and yeah. sent back to the wild. I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. They probably just get in line for the next <laughs> the next test. <laughs> We're just gonna say that the monkey was sent to freedom and the vaccine worked. <laughs> <laughs> Even the ones where the vaccine didn't work. Well, not those ones, because they died. (laughs) (laughs) But this particular monkey that looked happy... Yeah. Survived. (laughs) Yeah. So... I always feel bad about... Like, testing on... Monkeys and all that. They even made a comment in the movie about... How they send monkeys in space. Now they're testing on them with this. Yeah, there's a short um, there's a short film that I saw. I'm trying to think. That was called Save Ralph. It's only four minutes long. It's like a stop motion movie about um, testing on animals. <clears throat> like makeup and stuff. Uh-huh. Very good. You should check it out. It's only four minutes. So. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, uh, the the doctor takes it upon herself to uh, just inject uh, this uh, this vaccine into herself because it worked on the monkey. And her way of testing it is going to see Doctor Sussman, who we find out is sick and is dying. Yeah, um, this is her way of seeing if the vaccine.
vaccine work. Because now it does not work or that it's dangerous or whatever. That's the thing I learned about conspiracy theorists is it's just like whatever whatever the government tells them to do or like whatever people in charge tell them to do they just think is the wrong answer yeah but sure it might be sometimes but it's not going to be wrong every time yeah cuz cuz like <clears throat> like the cdc could be like 2 plus 2 is 4 and then they'll be like no <laughs> 4 is the number of the beast <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um Yeah, so he thinks that the the vaccine will cause autism in the future and blah blah blah. And uh we find out that the person he's talking to <laughs> is wearing a wire and they <laughs> they pretty much framed him not framed him, but set him up so he would get arrested for uh selling this fake cure. Yeah. So I like I think if you if you spread false information and that false information gets led to somebody dying, I feel like you should probably be held responsible for that. Yeah, because Lorraine and her baby died because of him. Yeah. Um and he, yeah. Has, he said he has twelve million people that listen to him every day. So mm -hmm. there you go. And Nowadays, like that number would be a lot higher than twelve million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. This was that was a part of the big time jump that they had because they went from day twenty nine to day one thirty one. Yeah, uh, Doctor Cheever's house gets broken into as well because yeah, people want the vaccine, and they think that apparently he kept it in his house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, this sounds stupid to even say out loud. <laughs> yeah, he just kept kept the vaccine in his house. <laughs> um, so on day one thirty three, uh, Brian Cranston is on TV doing a drawing on people eligible for the vaccine. The vaccine um, lottery. Yeah. So, if your birthday is the one of the numbers that gets picked out, then you get it first. Yeah. Um. It's a very unique way of doing it. Yeah. Um, they definitely didn't do the um, elderly first and then they're the most acceptable people first and then go down the list. They just went by date. Yeah, because they mention in, in the movie that people with like underlying conditions tend to die from this more than healthy people. Yeah. So That's one thing this movie did not predict correctly. But yeah, when some um, use them, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chiefer tells the doctor to take a break and to um, get the recognition that she deserves for uh, pretty much being one of the main factors in finding the vaccine. Um, yeah, and she pretty much says like she didn't do it on her own, so she doesn't deserve the recognition. 
and um, cut to uh, Matt Damon's house once again. And, <laughs> and uh, Jory is upset because she has to spend another 144 days in the house. Oh, yeah, so, because they didn't, her birthday didn't come up in the lottery. Yeah. But, I mean, we're at day 133, and then... I think his, didn't his come up? I think so. No. Yeah, yeah it, it must have, because he has the, the vaccine bracelet. Because he said something about... He said something about his date, and then he said, what about you? And then she said, 144 more days in jail. Yeah. It's weird he would even need one considering he's immune. <laughs> yeah. But um But yeah, so maybe they're not immune from the new version. Maybe. But it's it's um so so we're at we're at day hundred and thirty three, so then you add hundred and forty four to that. We're still under three hundred days, so Yeah. That's a lot less than what we've been at, so she doesn't realize how lucky she has it. Um, because because we're going on like we're going on like day seven hundred here in, in in our world. Well, I guess we're allowed to go outside and stuff, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess her dad is so strict; she's not allowed to do anything or go yeah. anywhere. So, so who would want to go anywhere in this world, though? In the movie. Yeah, I don't know. There's not much to do. Because they showed everything was closed. Like, they showed that, had that montage of, like, nobody at the gym, nobody at church, nobody here, there. All the stadiums are just turned into vaccine. Yeah. So those are are all empty. It's funny because Brian Cranston tells people to stand 10 feet apart in line. Uh-huh. And and in that montage, people are not standing ten feet apart. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, Doctor Orantis or whatever, Doctor O is uh, is finally freed from captivity <laughs> because. Uh, well, she's. I mean, she's. Yeah, she was adjusting to her life in captivity and teaching the kids. Yeah, she seemed to be Art. doing just, just. She seemed to be doing just fine, but <laughs> um, <laughs> the government finally um, appears to have uh, reached a negotiation on the hostage situation. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what? Uh, what happens is they they pretty much give uh, give the people like this big briefcase full of vaccines, and then they test it out on the doctor to make sure it's it's good and then they let her go and then when uh, she's at the airport with um with whoever's transferring her back home he's like here's your vaccine and she's like well i just i just took it <laughs> and they're like he, or he's like those were all placebos <laughs> and it's like you don't you, you don't have like 40 vaccines that you could just give to the this village. It's not like there was a lot of them in there. But like the 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 briefcase they got had like 500 vaccines in it. Yeah. And they gave that to a village of like 40 people. But um yeah, those were all placebos. Hmm. And then she just 
gets up and leaves the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't see her again, do we? No, the, the according to the IMDb plot description, it says she could have either been going home or she could have went back to the village. Yeah, she was scared. She was horrified that they would condemn a village of mostly children to death and runs off, perhaps to catch her flight home or perhaps back to the village. Yeah. So mine's still the dramatic description. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, I, I prob- probably should have just went home. I'm going to assume she did because that. <laughs> or would you go back to the village? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So, so, so she's Alan, <laughs> yeah. So she's she's out of the movie. Um, Alan is being interrogated um, by the police. Uh, they find out that he they they tested his blood, even though he told them that they couldn't because it's his property. Oh Lord, I hate him. <laughs> um, they tested his blood, and he does not have any antibodies. So uh, his drug that he's been selling does not work. And they say that he made four point five million dollars off of selling this this lie to the the public. So he's going to, to prison for a long time, um, <laughs> and rightfully so. Yeah, uh, we find out that uh, Lorraine did die, and I think that's where his manslaughter charge comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we find out that uh, Cheever has given his vaccine to the janitor of. Or to the boy of the janitor who uh, caught him uh, trying to oh, sneak yeah. his wife out of Chicago, which seems like a very odd gesture. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It pleased him, so that was okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't under- really understand why he would, would do that, but, you know. So he's still... um. Using his power <laughs> to bounce around, even mm-hmm. though this one's to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, After him and his wife, of course. Yeah, but or his he, wife has one. His 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 wife takes the vaccine. He doesn't, but he has the bracelet to pretend like he has the vaccine. Yeah, probably um, just as dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think that's a good idea to be lying about being vaccinated, but yeah. if you work for the CDC, you probably shouldn't be yeah. on that. Um, yeah, so uh, we cut today uh, 135. Um, Alan seems to be back to, to vlogging. We forgot to mention he was bailed out by his, uh, his fan base. Oh, yeah, his followers. <clears throat> Uh, he's back to vlogging. So he's back to spreading his misinformation until he gets put in prison. Again. <laughs> um, and then in, uh, in in the lab, they show the doctors kind of putting the virus in like... I don't even know what it is because <laughs> it's smarter. It, it's smarter than I am. Yeah. But I guess they can put viruses that they're done working on inside of these like freezers or cases or something. I have liquid nitrogen storage. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, 
then we get a we get a scene of uh of Mitch who's decorated his his living room for his daughter's prom. That and part was cute. He's like going through the um the camera and he sees these pictures of what his wife was doing on her trip and it's like all these people that she indirectly killed by spreading this virus to them. Yeah. Um and then uh, Jory's boyfriend shows up and we see that he's been vaccinated, so he's allowed to come in the house to do this like <laughs> this this and... oh, go ahead. Jory goes downstairs and sees her father has made up the living room for a makeshift prom night since she is unable to leave the house yet. The doorbell rings. It is Andrew, who got the vaccine and is now sporting his vaccination bracelet proudly. <laughs> is it really proudly, though? I think he was just showing her that he got it. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of just showing the audience, like... I got it, I can come in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was nothing really proudly about it. But... <laughs> I think he smiled because he saw her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people just try way too hard with these descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> like they're writing a like the, the novelization of Contagion. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the movie ends with a flashback on how the virus started. Um, it's kind of eerie how kind of accurate this was to COVID because um, I, I guess the the theory is that it was um, transported by to humans by a bat. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of eerie how like, yeah, this virus in this movie started from a bat. So, uh, what happens is a demolition crew scared bats out of a tree. Um, one of the bats started eating a banana. The bat flew above a pig pen and dropped a piece of banana into the pig pen. A pig ate the banana, so then the like the virus went from the bat to the pig. Mm-hmm. So the pig was infected, and then the pig was uh, slaughtered and uh, killed, or like cut up by the chef. And then the chef, yeah. uh, the chef shook uh, Beth's hand and took a picture with Beth. And then the text day one shows up on the screen. So that's how this whole thing started. Mm. So yeah, uh, don't eat meat. I guess the what this movie's trying to convey. Huh. <laughs> Probably not. That's but... like my favorite um, food. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I've considered like vegetarian, or, but I, I, I can't. <laughs> I like, I like chicken wings too much. I like steak, pork chops, all of it. Yeah, I don't really eat a lot of pork. But, but yeah, I, I like I, I like bats. Not to eat them. I think they're cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, w- I would never eat a bat. No. No, I wouldn't do that. I know some people do. Not for me. I just think they're cute, and especially like the one in the movie, those type. Because mm-hmm. I saw them at the zoo, and I was like, "Oh, they're cute." 
Um, my boss brought in um, mountain lion jerky one day. And I just mm. tried it, tried it for the heck of it, and it actually wasn't bad. But I know I've tried deer jerky before. That was probably the strangest meat I've ever eaten. Pause. Mountain lion. <laughs> yeah, mountain lion jerky. I don't think I've had strange meat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that was, uh, that was contagion. It's very good movie. Um, Mm -hmm. What, what did you rate it on Letterboxd? I think I put four out of five last time I watched it. Okay. Yeah, I gave it, I gave it four and a half. Um, I gave it like a solid eight out of 10. Yeah, Eight out of ten, good. four out of five. Yeah, it's it's very good. Um, and obviously, it aged very well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very uh, relevant to current times. So. Yeah, it just has loose ends, like we were talking about. A couple of the doctors I've just never seen again and stuff. Yeah. Doctor Who um, ran off the movie literally. <laughs> yeah, and Cheever has his fake bracelet on, and then that was the end of that. We don't know what's in Beth's head. Yeah, it's apparently so alarming. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Steven Soderbergh's an interesting director because he's like one of those directors where like every movie is like unique. And different than previous one. Yeah. Um. Like he did Unsane, which he filmed on an iPhone. Oh yeah, I really like that movie. And then he came out and said, "Like, never making another movie again. I'm retired after this." And then made five more. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, he actually has a movie coming out this year called Kimmy. Uh-huh. Tech worker discovers recorded evidence of a violent crime during an ordinary data stream review. Kimmy tries reporting it up the chain of command at her company. Met with resistance and bureaucracy, she realizes that in order to get involved, she will have to do the thing she fears the most. Leave her apartment. (laughs) (laughs) What is that called? It's called Kimmy. K-I-M-K-I-M-I. Mm. Comes out this year. <clears throat> Adding that to my watch list. <laughs> sounds, sounds so big until the last sentence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he did No Sudden Move last year, which was one of those HBO Max movies that they released the same day as it was released in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember... Think or I remember not really being into it and thinking it was slow. Yeah, but um, he did Unsane, which was good. Uh, he did Magic Mike, which <laughs> what? <laughs> what a difference! Uh, the Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, and Thirteen movies. Um, the Solaris remake, which is on my watch list on HBO Max as well. Um, it's on my watch list that I. Because I saw the original one and I loved it. Um, it's like a Russian space movie. Uh-huh. 
but he did like the American remake, which is like an hour shorter. Um, it's like th they're in space and they're going through. Like, I guess weird things happen when they're in space. Like in the original, the main character sees his dead wife on the spaceship. So yeah. Um. Um, he also did a movie I'm going to recommend for this week, so we'll get there. Oh. <clears throat> um, unless you're done with talking about Contagion, then we could get into the recommendations. Yeah, we can move into the recommendations. Okay. It's time to recommend some things you and me were recommending. All right. I'm going to recommend the movie uh, Side Effects, directed by Steven Soderbergh. Um, uh, stars Rooney Lara and uh, Cha uh, Channing Tatum. Ooh, Ju Jude Law is in it too, who played Alan in Contagion. Mm. Um, the uh, plot description on Letterbox says a woman turns to prescription medication as a way of handling her anxiety uh um i guess her or her husband was released from prison so she turns to like these uh anxiety medicine to deal with that but i mean it's, it's a lot more than that um yeah trying to think of how i would describe it it's like Involves murder and like love interest. It's like a, a thriller crime drama with like sides, love interests, and murder and things like that. So, yeah, it, it, it's, a lot, it's a lot better than what I'm describing it as. <laughs> I know sometimes yeah. when I describe stuff, it doesn't work out either. Yeah. Or... <laughs> All right, l let me read this this description that okay. uh, is written by uh, somebody on IMDb. It doesn't say who. Okay. You got one more chance. <laughs> after, after her husband completes a four-year prison sentence for insider trading, Emily Taylor drives into a wall in an apartment or in an apparent suicide attempt. Jonathan Banks her assigned psychiatrist prescribes her a series of antidepressants, but none of them work. Jonathan contacts Emily's previous psychiatrist, who suggests an experimental new drug. The drug seems to help Emily, but gives her sleepwalking episodes as a side effect. Mm. One, one night, Emily stabs Martin to death while sleepwalking. Jonathan fights for Emily's acquittal, Emily's acquittal in court. She pleads insanity and is declared not guilty on the condition that she stays in the psychiatric hospital until cleared by Jonathan. Yeah, that's a lot better than what I was describing it as. <laughs> Parts of it reminded me of The Conjuring 3. Yeah, kinda. I haven't seen it in so long, so that's why I was like lost on the plot, but I remember really liking it. came back to me while reading that so there you go better than what i was describing it as <laughs> it's called side effects so go watch it okay 
All right, so there's, I'm going to recommend two things. One of them, I'm going on a whim because I haven't actually watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm recommending it because it's Scout Taylor Compton's Return to Horror. Oh, yeah. I saw her post that on Instagram. Yeah, and then I like the other the guy in it too, Nolan Funk from Truth or Dare. Ooh. But the movie's called The Long Night. Very brief description. A devoted couple's quiet weekend takes a bizarre turn when a nightmarish cult and their maniacal leader come to fulfill an apocalyptic prophecy. Hmm. Sounds interesting. It looks like... It looks like... Well, one description I read reminded me of the new Paranormal Activity movie. It says something about her going to her family's house so she never met okay yeah and then a movie I actually did see it's called I Care A Lot on Netflix okay I saw that on there but I didn't watch it uh-huh. that woman from Gone Girls in it <clears throat> yeah the crazy one and she also plays crazy in this movie too because she plays this like lady that cares for old people, but she like exploits them, and she becomes their guardian and sends them to a nursing home, like saying they have dementia and stuff, and they can't care for themselves. Mm-hmm. And then she ends up selling like their houses and their property and stuff to fund their stay at the nursing homes, and then she also keeps profit for herself. It's like her and her girlfriend both run this big scam. Okay. But they end up doing it to the wrong person. And they get like... I don't really want to spoil it. Yeah. They end up doing it to the wrong person and they get caught up in a bunch of stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. It sounds good. And has that guy from Game of Thrones in it too? Uh, Peter Dinklage, or is that his name? I can't remember his name. <clears throat> uh, He's in like a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Yeah, he's in three billboards. <laughs> I totally forgot about him in that movie. <laughs> he's in this movie that I really want to see. It's a musical drama. It's it called Serrano, and it comes out February 25th. It was supposed to come out in December, but they delayed it. Okay. I wonder if he sings. <laughs> he should. Hopefully. A musical he's drama. He's on the poster, so hopefully. He better sing. <laughs> <laughs> I better get a solo song with just him. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, I think that's all I got for this episode. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we didn't accidentally make the wrong people mad this episode by talking about so. current events. <laughs> kind of kept kept it middle ground, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, so uh, please rate and review this episode wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, Spotify 
does have a um, rating system now. So <clears throat> if you listen on if you listen on Spotify, uh, please give us a rating there, or uh, give us a rating wherever you uh, listen to Pod. the podcast. <laughs> give us a rating here, there, and everywhere. Um. So you can uh, follow us on uh, Instagram. We are at Santa Mira After Dark. On Twitter, we are at we are at Santa Mira AD Pod, and through there you can find our personal uh, Twitter and Instagram accounts. And we're also on Letterboxd as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what my username on there is, but what's that? I don't think I have a username. Do we have usernames on there? I just um, on my Twitter. Yeah, so did I. I think that's what it is. It links through your Twitter. Um, next week we will be back with. Uh, what are we talking about next week, Stephen? Oh, what are we talking? about? Oh, Valentine. Yes, Valentine. It is a. I not to do the My Bloody Valentine remake because we already yeah. did that. Um, Black Christmas <laughs> original then remake or remake then original. Yeah, maybe next year we'll do My Bloody Valentine in 3D. So we decided to look for another Valentine horror movie and <clears throat> found one. <laughs> it's on um, EMC Plus, I think, and I think it's on Shutter. So. Oh, good. Um, I thought you were going to say Voodoo. I was like, oh, the unexpected commercial breaks. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I... I I try not to watch movies uh, that we do for the podcast on like Tubi or something with the commercial breaks because they just throw the entire thing off. Yeah, but um, but yeah, we'll be doing Valentine next weekend. It's one of those like whodunit slashers from like the early two thousands, uh, kind of like I know what you did last summer. Um, I've never seen it, so don't know who the killer is or anything. Uh huh. That'll so be a first time viewing for both of us. I love murder mysteries. I we also have one coming out this month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with half the cast was uh, canceled, so. Um... Well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with Valentine. And, uh, do you have anything else? Curfew is now in session. Baby, can't you see?